Bitches love podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. I am your host, CEO Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can go ahead and follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E on every social media platform. You can also follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod or at the Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. But nonetheless, uh, for any first time listeners, this is the Awakened Soul. This is where we like to discuss everything. Um, the title of the Awakened Soul I've explained, so go to previous episodes and check that out. I hate I hate doing that. I hate saying go to previous episodes and check it out, but it's such a great explanation. I actually did it on the episode previous to this one, so you don't have to go searching too far if you want to find out what that name exactly means. So the last couple of, really like the last three or four episodes, it's all been very deep topics. Uh, we discussed redefining the public image of the black man. Uh, we had uh, de- deconstructing transphobia. Uh, last week we had on um, the ladies of the Not From Concentrate podcast in which we discuss being a woman in the creative space, how men can better support women. Um, we have been getting deep and we've really been getting back on track to what this podcast is supposed to do. And that is touch the hearts, minds and souls of people. Um so we're going to actually be coming down off that we, we have uh, we will be finishing the redefining the public image of the black man series um, part. That, that's a three part series. Part one has already been uh, released. We also will be uh, recording the part two of deconstructing transphobia here shortly as well. So you got those episodes on the horizon. Uh, we also have another really deep video series coming uh, with with a group of men that I just can't wait to sit down and talk uh, about the topic to. Look out for announcements on that. But this week, we're actually taking um, a break. We're going to discuss something that's fun for me, fun for everyone. Um, we're actually going to be discuss, discussing um, Marvel. And so uh, we'll be we'll be talking about all the news that came out of D23, um, as well as like how the purchase of Marvel um, by Disney for $4 billion has really changed history. It may be one of the biggest purchases ever the acquisitions ever so we we break that down i have my good friend the andrew bello coming on uh you guys all know andrew uh he's he for a while there at the beginning of this podcast he was on almost every episode in some shape form or fashion he now has uh the cancel this political podcast also has the next level wrestling podcast and he's also on uh the wednesday locker room over in the hameen media group so check him out there um we just jump right into the conversation is andrew is one of the few people that i can actually have a conversation with we don't need a run sheet we don't need a topic uh we knew we were going to be discussing marvel and we just hopped in um from that point on so this is just a good fun conversation for anyone who's not really into marvel the marvel movies like i said next week we'll get back on track i may even have a special episode dropping in the middle of this week because there there is something that i want to discuss um that i don't want to go a whole week without discussing so that may pop in um on this podcast so check the feeds later on in the week we may have a special episode dropping but without further ado we're gonna get into some intro music on the other side of that the very first uh voice you will hear here next is the andrew bello and we're hopping right in i'll see you guys there down no notes no nothing i actually have my skype on full screen for the first time i think maybe ever in the history of my podcasting career so just another first with ceo hayes and the andrew bellow but yeah man i'm busy you're busy it's awesome it's great that everybody's got some some stuff going on and, and everything seems to be kind of on the up and up everything's coming up 
former WWPN members. Oh yeah, I mean the and I, I've talked about that before. Like I think when I was on Redneck's podcast, that uh, Colin's podcast. I'm sorry, Colin, Colin Wise Songs podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just funny how like WWPN broke down, but everybody's really doing their own thing. Like Colin with the comedy shows, it's it's, it's crazy. Like we we always mm-hmm. know the bastard was funny as hell, but now it's legit. He has a, cert- a certification, so. For sure, and Fame Black, too. I literally, I woke up today at noon. I'm not ashamed to say it. I catch up on Sundays. Don't judge. But I woke <laughs> up, and I and I checked my podcast feed, and sure enough, there on the hittingthemarks.com feed was a Get to the Choppa episode featuring one Fame Black. And I popped. I literally jumped up out of bed, threw my hands in the air. I was like, <laughs> yes, it's Fame. I haven't heard Fame in a while, so it was great to hear him on there. Again, yeah. just another former member of the crew, or member of the crew, but a member of of formerly official crew that's more unofficial but still crew crew there you go we're definitely still a crew um because that shit like it we just got to put up the wwpn signal we'll come back together the the reunion show is going to happen it's going to i just need to (laughs) clear my schedule um but man it's just it's 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 fun it's always good to have you on it's good to have this conversation uh we don't get to talk enough outside of podcasting which we need to do it's better true. about, but uh, it's always good to have conversations about things we both love, and that's Marvel. There's been so much news to come out of the last ah, couple of so weeks. Much. So much. Uh, I think we, I, I honestly think we did an episode last year after D23, too, or around about. Um, but before we can get into anything coming out from D23, Spider Man's no longer part of the MCU. Bello, do you remember exactly where you were when this news came? Because I remember to the T, I was sitting on my couch watching no i was i was playing madden when it happened and i got an alert on my phone and i'm like what and i'm reading it and i immediately put it down because i'm like this is bullshit you know you get those mm-hmm. rumors all the time this is bullshit finished playing my madden game i picked it back up finished reading it, and when i was like oh shit oh no oh sony's come out with a with a statement oh this is real and this is this is crazy. What, what where were you at when when the Spider-Man news came? I was in a similar situation. I was getting off my couch. I was walking downstairs to go smoke a cigarette. I live on a second floor, so I'm walking downstairs and I get a text from Billy Ray, sure enough, and I, I look down and it says Spider-Man out of the MCU and I damn near dropped the phone. I almost fell down the stairs. This is my Marvel like worst-case scenario and we'll get into it I guess on a little bit more depth, but yeah, this is devastating. This is this is a, a shot to the heart of all the MCU fans, of all the Marvel fans. I'm a big Spidey mark. I've definitely become one more so since he's jumped in here. I like the old movies. I had my reasons for, you know, personal emotion, emotional reasons at the time. I like them and they they kind of tied a certain event in my life. Um, but this these movies like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, MCU, you know, Iron Man playing the Ben, uh, the Uncle Ben sort of role has been very unique and different from stuff we've seen in the comics. So I, I, I was appreciating that. And now poof, cut right out from underneath us. And then, you know, it's all happened right around the time of D23. And then I wake up the other day and I see a report like MCU, uh, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. And I'm like, well, what the hell is this? I start yeah. reading through it. And it was reported relatively quickly. Apparently, it's nothing is official yet, but they are still in negotiations. It's, you know, it's, it's a numbers game at this point, but it, it's just foolish. I feel like for all involved, this is a situation where the sum of the parts is greater than the whole keep MCU Spider-Man mcu spider-man yeah and the the thing with it before we get into like the details of the business side of it just like in the movies they've like mcu storylines are all throughout this spider-man like how, how he got his suit his official spider-man suit tony stark like he he had he, he basically is the heir apparent to tony stark he has access to all this technology and happy hogan um is is 
very well in, ingrained in the, like his story too. How they're going to pro- proceed, I don't know because like if he all of a sudden doesn't use the Iron Spider suit, you're going to wonder like, okay, well, why not? I know we left we left off in the last movie, kind of seeing it in that container or whatever, but I just I don't see how they will pick up the pieces and tell the story, continue the story, and without it feeling like a huge chunk. Of, of just everything is missing. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's going to be very weird. Well, the MCU end is one thing. I think Sony, as much as the movie is going to be uh, several steps down from where it was, even if they bring Tom Holland back, even if they bring John Watts, the director, back, I, I don't see how you know they're going to be able to, to get from point A to point B without it just being lazy. Like, I immediately yeah. came up with Peter Parker in the wake of being exposed moves to San Francisco takes on an alias let's call it Ben Riley like another guy from the comics that, that <laughs> was a Spider-Man and uh, he tries to live his life without Spider-Man he sees Venom doing some shit he feels compelled to act poof Spider-Man versus Venom like that that'll be the only way that they're going to be able to do that with any sort of smooth transition um, but it's going to still feel less than because of what you said before like all of the Peter Parker that we know from the MCU's a lot of what he uh, his character every lesson he's learned in life has been tied to another character from the mcu that's exactly. no longer going to be there anymore uh aunt may and happy hogan we'll never find out if that ever becomes a thing are you kidding me yeah. i needed to know the result of that now we can't get any of it um and, and again like i said before this is this is a situation where the sum of the parts is greater than the whole what they should do is at a bare minimum allow the MCU to give Spidey a, a, a proper send-off, have him jump through a wormhole into another universe, quote-unquote, and now he's over here, or create a situation where he can be in both. Or, at a bare minimum, set up a situation where it's like the Hulk contract, where yeah. he can be involved in stuff, but he can't have his solo films, otherwise they're going to have to pay a whole bunch of rights or whatever. There, there's a lot of middle ground here that I think would benefit both of them that doesn't necessarily involve him coming back and being a full-time member of the of the MCU, but... Just, I mean, Sony, I, I get them understanding that the movie's going to make less money, but they're going to make 100% of it. You know, exactly. it's like, okay, instead of a billion, it's going to make 800, but we're going to get all that 800 as opposed to having to split the billion in some roundabout sort of way. But it, it ultimately, Spider-Man, Tom Holland could be the center of the MCU for the next 10 years. They could do three trilogies with this kid as Spider-Man, and all of those movies are going to make, you know, based, I don't want to say exponentially, but increasingly more money every time around. Sony would be stupid to, to ruin that revenue stream for, what, one movie where we get to see Tom Holland and Tom Hardy together? I'm as excited for that as anybody because I thought Venom was highly underrated and, and, and quite good, and as a matter of fact. I think it would have worked better with, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but I'm interested to see what it would do with uh, with Tom Holland Spider-Man, and I hope that at a bare minimum, if they're going to steal him, we better get that in the first movie. He better be in Venom 2, or we get Spidey versus Venom as the first Spider-Man movie as Spider-Man 3, if you will. Yeah, and, and I think, too, like, um, what Spider-Man Far From Home was Sony's biggest grossing movie of all time. Like, in that you can't ignore that that is because it came right after infinity war. It, it's just, it's true. Um, and it, it having Kevin Feige serve as producer on your, on your movie, I would think that it had so much value that even if they, cause I know there's been deals reported that they wanted Marvel wanted to split it 50, 50, but even if you can come to like a 60, 40, a 70, 30 type split, it's beneficial because Kevin Feige has that much like, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's sad. It sucks um, because 
Spider-Man was positioned to really be the center of the MCU. Now, something that we both kind of dread, it's going to be Captain Marvel. And I and I that's another uh, thing, another result of this that I don't like. Hey, Captain Marvel's looking great compared to female Thor. I got to tell you that right now, unfortunately. But we'll, we'll talk about Thor in a second because I think this kind of ties into Thor a little bit. But as far as how MCU now, the MCU handles the lack of Spider-Man, um, I assume that like at the end of Black Widow, we'll get a post-credit scene that says some kid named Peter from Queens was arrested, charged, and convicted <laughs> of vigilantism and is being sent to the raft, and then we'll never hear from him again. And they're just going to close that storyline without ever fully, you know, saying what it was because they have to address it somehow. How well, you know? And Sony's not going to let them, so yeah. they, it's going to be something like that. I, I honestly think they can get away with not. And this is something that I talked about because I recorded like a quick reaction video uh, to this news is that. The thing is, is that everybody like Peter's connections were to the main MCU was ba were basically just Tony. He he never really interacted with Thor. He interacted some with Doctor Strange, of course, but for the most part, all of his deeper relationships was ju was just Tony and Happy Hogan. So I I can see in a, them never addressing it because Thor has no reason to contact Peter. That's true. Captain Nick Marvel Fury. doesn't know who P Peter is. Yeah, Nick Fury. Fury Granted, is about to make him like the he, head of Shield, basically. But yeah. he may be off world. We, all, for all we know, we're going to Sword, and, and maybe Nick Fury won't even be on Earth. So, I can see them not to getting away with never addressing it. Honestly, I, I don't agree with. It. I'm not saying that's the way that I prefer, <laughs> but I can see a, a world in which they don't ever really address it again. That's true, and I know that you know the, it, it, there's been rumors for a long time about. Marvel wanting the rights to Norman Osborn and they didn't come to terms on that, which should have been a red flag immediately for all of us that these negotiations with Spidey were going to go out of control a little bit because let's face it, everything that we said up to this point, Spider-Man was going to be the center of the Marvel universe yeah. for the foreseeable future and how Kevin Feige let it get to that point without having him locked down in contract for an extensive period of time after that yeah. is all on him. He gave Sony all the leverage in the world. He said, we're going to make him a vital part of the universe, not just a peripheral guy who pops in to you know, sling a few webs from time to time. He's going to be the center of it. And he didn't have the contract locked down. And yeah. even after getting the billion on the last movie, Sony you know, inevitably had all of the cards. They could say, we'll just take him back. We've got a whole series of movies that he can be in. We have Norman Osborn already. You can't use him. Yeah. So that throws another wrench into your long-term plans. And it, you know, Sony's got the ball here. And, and, and unless they can come to grips with the reality that their movies aren't going to be as successful... I mean, there there can be a compromise here. I, I would think if we're going to build to a Sinister Six maybe in the MCU, bring Venom, bring Morbius, bring, yeah. you know, whatever the villain gallery that they're creating over in their universe and just slide them on over and they could be part of the Sinister Six in the MCU and they can get additional, you know, points on the movie basically for adding those characters. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of way. I, I hope that they can eventually figure this out before the next Spider-Man film comes out. But I think that um, Norman Osborn, He's one of the big villains in Marvel that can affect everyone. So it would suck. I really wanted to see Spider-Man interact with the Fantastic Four as well. Like, there's a lot mm -hmm. of personal attachments or ideas or thoughts that I wanted them to go that it, it's just not going to go that way now, unfortunately. Um, it just, yeah, I don't see why they didn't do, like, a 10-picture deal. Like, honestly, it should have been, 
I don't know. I would say after Far From Home or after Homecoming even, when it became clear that he was going to have this really in-depth relationship with Tony mm -hmm. and that we knew Tony was already the center, if we were going to pass that torch at that point, yeah, you had to renegotiate that contract in some way, even if it was, like I said, like a Hulk deal where he could be in all the Avengers movies, he could pop up in a Thor movie, he could pop up in a Doctor Strange movie, wouldn't be weird, they live not too far from one another, you know, that sort of deal. Um, but yeah, that, that was just a, a, a huge mistake on their part and then even worse than that is that parker was basically kind of the past present and future of the mcu tony's gone cap's gone widow's gone hawkeye's you know about to pass the torch presumably hulk the same we'll talk about that i'm sure in a minute but uh thor is now really the last of the avengers he's the last tie to the past yeah. and now you want to have him bitch out and hand the hammer over to a 95 pound fucking scientist well let's get into it because i think we, we've talked about spider-man enough with the with the thor thing i mean you've texted about this i really think they're making a bigger deal out of this than what is going i just i don't see her being female Thor for a big portion of the movie or going forward. I really, I, I, I see it like this. She's going to take over the Thor powers. It's going to overwhelm her because she's a human. The movie's going to end with her dying. I'm actually so angry. Oh, you know what? If she dies at the end, I'm all for it. But yeah. just think about, think about Captain America. We built up for like a dozen movies for Cap to lift Mjolnir. Yeah. And now here we are. 95 pound scientist bitch just gonna walk in and pick up the this thing like it ain't no thing like nothing like no super soldier serum no will of of infinite strength and and you know all this stuff that captain america has she's just what because she loves him and in that moment she's gonna try to save him she's gonna magically be able to pick up this hammer yada yada i'm calling shenanigans and i i think you're right i think it's gonna be at most five minutes but this is this is just to me another example of one of these corporations wanting to be woke, but not willing to go full woke with it. This is the same thing with, <laughs> with the James Bond. You know, there's going to be a, a female woman of a woman of color playing 007 or whatever. They made like this big deal about it, but she's not really James Bond because they don't want to go that extra mile to yeah. actually follow through and make the movie. This is Bond 25. Bond's a woman of color. Deal with it. You know, yeah. <laughs> but but they but they'll they'll do these little incremental things or the J.K. Rawlings of the world who are like, oh, by the way, Crab and Goyle are gay. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, is like literally nobody has missed Jane Foster. No one. No one's no one's said, you know what? I, I wish she would have been in Thor three. I don't think that anybody was missing. Like we got our strong woman character. We got Va Valkyrie. We have Sif if we want to go back and pull her from wherever the hell she is. Why to go back and Natalie Portman of all people? I, I want to trust I want to trust Kevin Feige because usually his plan always works out. But in this sense, it's like Captain America. I mean, Captain Marvel to me is the blemish on Marvel's record. I don't care that it did a billion dollars. For me, that's the blemish. Like it, it felt like a phase one movie at the end where it shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> but this whole empowerment thing if we're going to empower people let's honestly do it let's not do it for the for the, the 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 frills or whatever just to gain the attention like there's this whole thing over now oh a woman is going to be thor and when she ends up being thor for 10 minutes out the film then what right and in on a more i guess meta just like a personal level let's look at elizabeth olsen who's been with the franchise since age of ultron's post credit scene she's been busting ass as scarlet witch who is the most powerful avenger unequivocally i think at this point having watched her go one-on-one -on -one against thanos and would have beat that ass if not for 
um, him raining, you know, fire from the sky. Exactly. Otherwise, she was about to beat him. So she's been around forever. What does she get? She gets like a six episode series on Disney Plus where we're going to give Black Widow a movie, even though I think Black Widow deserved a solo movie a long time ago. Exactly. Captain Marvel's going to get pushed to the forefront and Jane Foster is going to get to be the mighty Thor. I, I, look, I'm I'm cool with Natalie Portman and Jane Foster. I was fine with it up yeah. until this moment. <laughs> this is now completely ridiculous. This is also a woman who stepped away from the entire franchise because she's, you know, Black Swan, I win Academy Awards, I'm too good for the superhero movie shit, and she just disappears, and then she wanted to get back in on Endgame because it was going to be the biggest movie in the history of the world, and she snuck in even through the back door through used footage. She got her way back in there uh, for you know for, from unused footage, I suppose. And here she is now. Now she gets to be Thor. Yeah. What? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm still excited for like Thor Ragnarok was my favorite Thor movie. So I'm really I'm excited to see how they do Chris Hemsworth. I'm worried though that like I, I know there was rumors that he sounded like a new four or five picture deal, but I'm really worried that they're gonna like kill him in this movie. Like, in the, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'm I'm semi worried about it. And no, because of it, that, like the, the serpent of, of Asgard or whatever, yeah, I can see some yeah. sort of storyline like that where he has to sacrifice himself. I'm, I'm worried that they're going to make Jane and Valkyrie a couple because they've teased that Valkyrie's going to be looking for a queen or let it be in Sif. this movie. Like, look, come on. No, nah, you know what? Go full blower with it. Make it Jane Foster. <laughs> And then just let's completely emasculate the God of Thunder just for just, I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like they put themselves in this screwed up position now where Spidey leaving means Thor is so much more important. And yeah. now they've watered down Thor with promise of watering down him down even further. Well, let's see. You mentioned Wanda. I guess that'll be a jumping off point. Anything left to say on Thor before we move on to this Wanda? No, let's, let's talk about Wanda. She never gets enough cred. Hey, Elizabeth Olsen is just a great actress. Um, yeah. And I, I I love how they just dropped her accent and no one really gave a fuck because she's just a nope. great actress. Um, but the thing with with this WandaVision show, I know you mentioned how they just gave her a six episode show. She's also going to be in Doctor Strange in the Ooh, that's true. The you multiverse. That. Um, and I really I really, really think that she's going to be more important than than what we're thinking. I think that by the end, I think she's going to cause the multiverse. Think she's going to be what brings the mutants and, and the Fantastic Four or whatever into the universe or something of that sort. But I really think that as far as power levels, like she's already the most powerful. If you guys pay attention to it, she's the most powerful. But I think she's they're really going to establish her as being the most powerful person, period. Because they just released like a teaser image from WandaVision. I don't know if you've seen it. And like it's like set in like the 60s and like Vision is a human. Like she does. She can do that based off just speaking it into existence. And I think that hopefully this is going to establish her as the most powerful Avenger. Yeah. I mean, even if you go back to Infinity War, Thanos had to use the Space Stone to even walk towards her, like yeah. at that end scene in Wakanda. And then obviously she handed him his ass in uh, in Endgame. But even worse now is that like as she's more angry and more powerful and all that stuff is, is, is well, I guess not worse, but better. She's going to get a little bit of tutelage from Doctor Strange, who is basically infinitely wise at this point as he lived basically millions of years trying to go through all those scenarios in, in Infinity War to see all the possible futures. So the guy knows more than any of us could even fathom knowing and then is now kind of the master of the of the, the, the mystic arts or whatever it is. He's going to teach her how to focus her energy a little bit more. And I think you're right. She's definitely going to have a lot to do with how the mutants work in 
I can't wait for the big reveal that uh, that you know Magneto is her father or whatever. Yeah. We can we can hope that that works out somewhere down the line. That's going to be really cool. But I think you're right. It is as much as I kind of poo pooed the series, I think she is going to be a big part of this phase and hopefully an even bigger part of the one after that as the X Men start rolling in. Quick set for House to come back to life, right? Faux show. If not, if not, we'll at least get like some sort of multiverse where he she is over there and she runs into him or something along those lines but uh, or maybe a villain masquerading as him like, like nightmare kind of toying with I her like a little that. bit but we'll definitely see that actor playing that role again at some form in the foreseeable future yeah it has to be um you can't bring the mutants back in magneto and not have his two most prominent first of all i don't know like how much i know you've gotten more into comics in the last few years but you know magneto has like eight kids right it's like it's oh eight, no yeah he has it's the it's the twins Polaris is his daughter. He has a bunch. Like there's even more. Okay. So um, it it it'll be interesting. Like Mag- Magneto has to have his children. He just, he he has to. If you're bringing the X Men in, that's for another day. Uh, what what movie do you want to talk about next though? Uh, well, let's stick with the Disney Plus service, right? Okay. Because we had a few new announcements that came over. Uh, she Hulk, Miss Marvel, yes. and what was the other one? Now I'm blanking on it. Um. um Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight. Yes. See, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, I'm a little concerned with being on the Disney Plus service. I feel like that's a Hulu R-rated, especially no since, doubt about it. Especially since Ghost Rider is going to be on Hulu Plus. Yes. So it just it would make more sense to have those two together. Um, but go ahead, continue. No, no, I think you're I think you're pretty much echoing exactly what I'm about to say here is that yeah, I think with with the you know darker alter ego of Moon Knight, I think that that's something that needs to be done on a on a little bit, you know, more lenient platform, I would yeah. say, to put it gently. Um, and, and when I see Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and Moon Knight all coming out around the same time, like it begs the question, are they going to do any sort of crossover between the three? Yeah. And if so, I can't think of three more random superheroes that they could have thrown together to have like a, a triad of like, if this is the new Defenders or something along those lines or their, their call to it. I'm very interested to see how this works. Also, I kind of thought on, on the thought of She-Hulk, um, was that Jennifer Walters was a possibility to come in and be mm-hmm. Spidey's lawyer because he was going to need one exactly. where we left off with him in the MCU. Yeah. So I thought might, that might be a tie-in and how they're going to now introduce her is going to be pretty interesting. But uh, what, what, do you, what did you think about Moon Knight or were you pretty much where I'm at? Yeah, Moon Knight, I'm basically exactly where you are. I, th- I worry about how far they're going to let it go. Um, if, they, if it would have been announced, like I said, on Hulu instead of Disney+, Plus, I would have I would have just jump right in and thought it was going to be the greatest thing i think um I, I, what i think it's going to be honestly if, without seeing how far disney plus is going to allow things to go it's going to be marvel's batman is basically what it's going to boil that's down a to. lot what i'm hearing yeah especially yeah. with the batman coming out matt reeves is yeah. batman and all that sort of stuff that, that, that they definitely want to use that to, to counter what yeah. dc is going to be trying to generate from from the batman buzz i guess but that's that's a tough battle that's an uphill battle batman's you know as much as marvel outdoes everything batman's still batman true true um but it's yeah moon knight i was interested with hey guys it's your girl back easy hi everybody it's your girl joanne hey guys it's trell and this is the the team and we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from abcs of sex to finding your passion Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> uh, She-Hawk is one that I think with Hawk, uh, uh, this is if like this is all speculation because the directors have said that Hawk is permanently injured now. 
But we've seen that some of the stuff they said, Kevin Feige has even contradicted, not that specifically, but he's contradicted some of what they've said, especially now that they're they're done with Marvel for the foreseeable future. So who's who's to know how those threads are going to be picked up? But with with Hawk, technically, as of right now, maybe he's permanently injured. It's like, okay, so you're going to replace him with She-Hawk, which makes sense. Um, but She-Hawk originally came about by Bruce Banner's cousin getting a blood transfusion from him while he was Bruce Banner and him not knowing that his blood would contaminate her. He's stuck as Hawk now. Why in the hell would you get a blood transfusion from somebody who's, who's stuck as Hawk? So how that how that's all going to yeah, work? Maybe it's maybe he doesn't she doesn't have a choice like she's injured so badly like that that it's just a matter of like maybe maybe only his blood would save her and then okay. you know she ends up being end up getting stuck as a hulk as a yeah. result do you think we do you think we get mark ruffalo showing up in the series he has to at least in the first episode right yeah i think i think he'll be a, actually a relatively decent chunk of it like i don't think he'll, it'll be quite like nick fury on agents of shield where he's like a ghost the whole time but yeah, yeah no I, I think he'll be he'll be popping in and out um, particularly early on, like you said, I think because I think they're going to have to go with some sort of origin story akin to that. Unless you're just going to have her, you know, maybe he was in, maybe he's in the gamma lab trying to fix his arm somehow when she's involved in some sort of, you know, uh, explosion akin to yeah. how Bruce Banner originally got his powers. We never really saw that yeah. in the MCU. They kind of just jumped in like you knew, which is great because they don't need to beat every origin story to death. Um, but but it would be interesting to see now that the Hulk in some way, shape, or form, is back kind of getting its own thing in the MCU for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm really interested to see uh, how that one's gonna how that's gonna play out. I'm, I can't wait to see who they're gonna cast as She-Hulk because, right? Like I know these are, I know they're putting a lot of money into these technically TV shows, but it seems like they're they're not holding anything back as far as production level. Like with the Star Wars, the Mandarin that they're doing, that looks like a Star Wars film. So if they're doing that, I can see it being a lot of motion capture. But you still have to have someone, I would think, that has some type of physicality. If they cast Gina Carano, I'm done. I'm done, bro. I'm letting You're you know done? right now. If they if they cast Gina, I'm done. I'm not watching it. Okay. Fair She's enough. a terrible actress. That's why. She's a terrible. <laughs> like I remember she came out with her movie and it like the why action would you scenes. Think they would cast her then? Is that the rumor you're hearing? No, I just I'm just saying. because you know she 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 lobbied for it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, like long time ago. I'm just so that was just a throwback to that, but uh. Miss Marvel's the next one. What do you think about this? Well, I just want uh, to back on She-Hulk okay. real quick. I, I'm sort of hoping, crossing my fingers, this is this is a pie in the sky, only because she was in one of the other Hulk movies, Jennifer Connelly. Have her play She-Hulk. I think that could work, mostly because I think Jennifer Connelly can do pretty much anything if she wants to. <laughs> but uh, she's also allowed so on my television think, you think they'll let Betty? Pleases. they'll let Betty become She-Hulk? I was wondering, will oh, they bring they, her didn't, back? Didn't they bring back General Ross, too? Make him Red Hawk. Let's just have a whole Hawk family on TV. See, okay. I'm down with it. Okay, See. bring back Betty. Redo the whole canon. Let's yeah. let's make Betty Ross. Uh, Betsy, yeah, Betty Ross. Betty, no, right? Betty Ross is the, is the Betsy? flag lady. Oh, okay. Betsy, no, Betsy, Betsy Ross is the flag lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're confused. Damn you, Bello. <laughs> I'm just confused. I know one of them's racist. That's all I know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, Miss Marvel. You were saying Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss um, Marvel. I mean, it's going to be muslim captain marvel right like that's all it's going to be that's how she they're going to they market it um I'm, I'm interested most importantly as far as the story goes how they do the inhumans thing yeah. or did they just make her a mutant for the sake of of neatening things up um i'm, I'm i mean they're going to have to in, introduce like the terrigen 
cloud or whatever it is yeah. to really pull her in if they're going to be anything close to the original storyline. But what, what do you think about that? You're far more informed on the comics than I am. I, I de- so this is my opinion. So we know that the humans was originally announced as a movie. There was some infighting at Marvel. They did it as a TV show, did this whole Terrigen thing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's going away. Uh, Inhumans, I think that I honestly think that this is going to introduce Inhumans in the way that MCU wants it introduced. I think by the by the end of this first season of Miss Marvel, because Miss Marvel still isn't coming out to like 2021, right? Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah. So I think by then it, it's, it's going to be used as a palate cleanser to really introduce the Inhumans the way that Kevin Feige in the MCU wants to do it. I think that this this may even be to where we get a season of Inhumans on Disney Plus, and it's a completely different reimagining. Like I said, the way that they want it. That's what I think. I think we're going to spend the first season of Miss Marvel getting to know her, Kamala Khan, um, her powers. They may introduce the Charge and Miss. Maybe it's left off as a mystery. Maybe the whole first season they don't. She doesn't know how she got her powers, and then we find out she got hit with some dust at the, towards the end of the season. Then we get the Inhumans the Marvel way, the real Inhumans. That'd be funny, too. It'd be an interesting parallel with Carol, right? Because Carol, the whole origin movie was her not knowing how she got the powers. And because, you know, she's such a fangirl of Captain Marvel, maybe she knows that or finds that out. And that just draws her even closer to her. So that'd that'd be pretty interesting. Um, The Inhumans is it's a bold move, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're just bringing in the fantastic four. They're bringing in the X-Men. Now they're going to bring in the inhumans too. You'd figure that you'd want to hold out on that. Not that that's like a huge draw, right? Like, I don't think anybody's dying to see the inhumans in the same way. Like no one's dying to see the eternals, but we're going to see it because there's going to be some, some long-term story stuff that we're going to want to keep an eye on. If it wasn't part of the MCU, the eternals would bomb, immeasurably Um, but it's going to be and Guardians was the same way and Guardians 1 is still one of my favorites of all of them so um, you know maybe 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 we'll see how that all ends up holding out but yeah the Inhuman Incorporation and all this it will be kind of cool to see like Adelon floating up above New York City or some stuff like the next like big massive um, you know, threat comes Galactus, whoever it is, and that's yeah. part of the landscape. And maybe Alpha Flight or Sword or whatever else is going on with Nick Fury. Um, there's there's some there's some weird shifts going on in the MCU, both outside of the the screen and and within it. Yeah, and I I think like the Inhumans, if they go back to it, can tie into the Eternals. It can it can tie into a lot of a lot of things. So I really I really do think that they're gonna because they kind of have to now. Like Marvel has. When you look at like phase, what's phase four now? Uh, counting the the Marvel TV shows and the Disney Plus shows, it's like twenty two things that are coming out. So like, if you do that, like you you really want to diversify. And I, I kind of look at it as you have a big screen version of something, you have a small screen version of it. So the Inhumans can be the small screen version of the Internals in a way, especially if that hits. So um, I, yeah, I think that they're gonna go that way. When you mention Internals, like the cast to that is like. I didn't think they literally have pulled like everyone who hasn't been in the MC movie yet. They're going to be in internals. Like soon there's going to be no one left to cast. And that's why like them being okay with like recasting uh, the, the actor who's going to play blade. I always, I always fuck up uh, pronouncing his name, but they're going to, yeah, they're going to, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to have to start <laughs> recasting people, especially from like the Netflix world, because since that's, it was supposed to be canon, but it never really fit in. You can, there's a lot of great actors who were on that series who can, kind of work their way in but i got sidetracked eternals what 
As someone who's not as steeped in comics, what is your opinion on the Eternals being announced in like that whole film? I've got very little knowledge on the Eternals. Pretty much, I'm actually just reading now. There's a run called the History of the Marvel Universe. Um, it's like a six episode, you know, six episode six uh, issue short kind of thing that's running on right now. Uh, they mentioned the Eternals just the littlest bit, even in that. I'd imagined uh, I've heard something. Up about them being tied to the Inhumans in some way, shape, or form, but I, I don't really even know much about that. So I, I'm not all that excited for that movie, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. even with the cast. Angelina Jolie like just doesn't need to be on my screen anymore. It's just it's not a thing. Selma Hayek's great. I don't know who else is in it. There's rumors that Keanu Reeves is floating around some project somewhere in Marvel. Uh, maybe he'll yeah. end up in that as well. Um, actually, I was intrigued to see who you thought Keanu might end up getting cast as somewhere in the MCU. I'm really hoping Adam Warlock. I really am. Really? I, yeah, I think he'd be the perfect Adam. Like Adam Warlock is supposed to be kind of here, but like he's supposed to have like this air of like he's his head's always in another world or in another another plane kind of thing. Okay. And I think Keanu could pull it off perfectly. All right, I would I would picture somebody younger for True. Warlock, but. Yeah. That that's my only real takeaway. I kind of I kind of want to see him as Silver Surfer. To be honest, I think that's a, that's even better, right? That's, that's money. Yeah. How is that not a thing already? <laughs> yeah. Just announce it. Um, with the Eternals, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones was announced as first. It was announced that he would be coming to the the MCU. Everyone immediately started saying Wolverine. He's right. not going to be yeah. Wolverine. He's no, going to be he's uh gonna. he's going to be uh Dane Whitman. But what would you have? Because it's coming. If not this year, next year at Comic-Con, next year at D23, they're going to have to start announcing these mutants, X-Men, whatever they're going to call them. Who do you think is going to be cast as Wolverine? Who do you want to be? Man, I I can't even think of who. I've I've thought about this so long and hard. Like, I've got the Fantastic Four all kind of booked out in my head. I feel like that's fine. But, But Wolverine, man, I mean, there's been Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy was thrown around for a while. I, I could see it, but at the same time, I don't necessarily want to. Uh, there's been some other ideas. Actually, um, the most interesting one I heard, and I'll, I'll use this as my answer because it would be so crazy. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, motherfucking Harry Potter as Wolverine. You know what, though? I don't I hate down that. With it. If, no, he can, if he can put on the weight. Yeah. I, yeah, no no doubt. Like, I, I honestly. Short, I need a short Wolverine. I don't know how tall he is, but if he's if he's under 5'10", I'm yeah. down with him. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've said the guy from um, the. Uh, fuck. Not the Irishman. What's the damn name of the movie that I'm thinking about? Matthew Vaughn directed it. Shit. Um, and I love the movie. The Kingsman. Kingsman. The guy, the main character Ooh. from Kingsman would be a good Wolverine. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, he has the height. He even has the build. But it's like, I just can't see him pulling off the dark side of Wolverine. Like, he's just such a goofy dude. Like, he played Elton John of all people. If you get cast as Elton John and Logan, come on now. Give the man an Oscar if he could pull it off. Yeah, now you deserve a Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> in acting. If you can pull off both of those roles successfully, I think that's for sure. Same would go with Harry Potter and Logan, too. Yeah. I mean, that, that that would be fantastic. But I, I think he's got the acting chops. He's, he's a bit more into theater. If he is a comic nerd in any way, shape, or form, I'm sure he's got some connection to Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I, I could I could see it. You know, I'm worried that they go like Mark Wahlberg, like, you know, some stupid shit. Like, that would... <laughs> <laughs> you trying to give me an Michael, Bellow? Is that what you're they trying to do? They cast Michael Bay as the director. <laughs> just, just why not blow stuff up for a while? Oh man, they're gonna cast a female Wolverine. Just watch. 
Uh, no, I'm actually okay with this because some of the characters are done well. The, the, the biggest issue for me is a, the lack of originality with a lot of these, like, you know, tokenized characters, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, she Hulk is one that's done well, which is why I didn't bitch about it at all during that segment. Um, but yeah, you know, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel for that matter is just a ripoff of Marvel and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of hoo-ha as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, but you know, I, I, I could see um, getting. Wow, where where even was I here? Um, what did you say that triggered me? Because now it's completely <laughs> set me off. Well, female Wolverine. No, oh, female Wolverine. I like that character. I think that's done well. The, the the even though Logan isn't part of the MCU, I thought that they set up the groundwork for that very yeah. well. If they wanted to do that moving forward, they could have easily, and people would have gone to go see those movies because it would have made sense. But we read all new Wolverine here in the Bellow household, like me and Logan both read them because I kind of got her into Wolverine in some round about backdoor way because of the Logan connection. So okay, that, <laughs> that makes was, sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but um, I think the character's done well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, in the books I love her. I just, you know, Marvel with their with their stunt casting. We'll see. Um <laughs> but uh the next one uh movie we want to talk about. I think I, I want to talk some some Black Widow. You ready to talk Black Widow? Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know much about this, but go ahead and so, enlighten me. So with the Black Widow film, they're bringing Taskmaster as the villain. They're bringing uh, David Harbor, Harbor, who played uh, Hellboy recently, as the the Red Guardian. And it seems like it's going to be. I honestly feel like, a yes, this movie should have happened a long time ago. But I feel like this movie is basically going to establish a new Black Widow who's going to pop up in the because we have to have somebody who fills the role of Black Widow. So I think that this that's what they're going to do. Um, they're going to tell more of her backstory. Uh, but I think this one is going to be more like a straight up. It's going to be like Winter Soldier light. I think it's going to be full espionage, spy movie. And yes, it's late, but I like that, especially when you look at kind of everything else they announce. It's like a lot of cosmic stuff It's and things. Like I, I like just the show up and see a great spy movie because that all we need is a decent story. Like with spy movies, you only need a decent story. Like there's only so much you can do. But I love that they're actually giving Scarlett her opportunity to headline a movie because it's long overdue for what as long as she's been shit. She's been in since Iron Man 2. So um, just let that sink in. But um, I like that even though they, they killed her off in Endgame, that they still made her whole by having this movie. And I, th- I, I trust it for what it's worth. Yeah, I'm excited for the movie. I've even heard rumors that this could turn into a trilogy somehow because it is all back in the day and that they can just kind of fill fill in gaps in the universe by having her kind of go back and, you know, okay, what was she doing after Civil War? What did she do after the events of, you know, whatever, Infinity War for five years? They can fill a bunch of gaps in there if they feel like it. Um, so that'll be cool. And she's deserved the movie, like like you've said and like I said at this point. Um, I, I'm interested to see who this new black widow is going to be because i'm much like you i think that's what they're going to set up is that there was some sort of replacement in place already you know in case anything should ever happen to natasha this next person would step up more importantly i'm hoping we get a a lot of a lot more information about the red room and like Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff and i think taskmaster is is such a great villain for her because she is you know pound for pound super soldier serum no super soldier serum she's like one of the best hand-to-hand combat fighters in all of the MCU and to so have a villain that can read and track and repeat all of your moves back to you is definitely yeah. not only going to be interesting to watch, but it's also going to tell us a lot about how she ended up being as good as she is moving forward from there. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, and I think that um, like what they can do with this movie is they can set up. Hopefully, I hope they don't kill Taskmaster. 
Taskmaster in it yes. just because I would love to see him pop up. He can do a lot of stuff in the in the Disney Plus realm, if not in the actual mm-hmm. Marvel MCU. I was thinking MCU Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier would be perfect for him to pop exactly. back up in. And we didn't talk about that. We skipped that when we talked about Disney Plus, so we may have to go back to that. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm really excited for the movie. I love the cast that they have. Rachel Wise being in it. Uh, the the who who's at least expected to be the new uh, black. Um, Black Widow, her name is Florence Pugh. That's the actress's name. Mm-hmm. And I've looked at some of her IMDb. She seems like she has the ac- acting chops. So to see how she comes in the MCU, if she does end up being more of a bigger part on it, I feel like, you know, it could be a great casting. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how and when they bring her back up. Like, where has she been this whole time? Was she literally just sitting around in a, like in, in a cell somewhere waiting for Natasha to die? Like, it, did, did the door yeah. open as she fell? Like, how does this work? Like, you know, where was she? And how does she, like, just show up? And she's like, hey, guys, I'm the new Black Widow. Like, you know, like, does she just show up? Does she help Falcon and, and Bucky in some way? Maybe she pops up there. Yeah. And then they kind of bring her into the crew and kind of give her the mantle eventually. But, um, yeah, that that's as interesting as the past stuff is to me, the, the future stuff with her and where she pops in and how she fits in in a potential like, new Avengers um, you know, that's that to me screams we're about to jump the shark if we haven't already. The new <laughs> Avengers, as much as I love Cassie Lang and I loved Spider Man, who's no longer a part of all this, and other characters who would probably fall into that category, the new Avengers is, is always going to just feel like the lesser Avengers unless they pull off some sort of miracle here. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, and we'll see with that. Um, it's a lot of these passing the torches I'm worried about, and like that gets me into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm really worried about this in the sense that I, I, I like the fact that he took over the shield. I, I like the fact that him and Bucky are getting their own thing. If it's not a movie, I, lo- I love it because I feel like it can it can be its own action series as well. But they're going to tell the story about how he becomes comfortable calling himself Captain America. Like a quote came out today or yesterday where he said that he's not officially Captain. He's just carrying the shield. He, he hasn't officially become Captain America yet. And I hope that they don't make him just becoming Captain America in a way to not tell a good story because there's a good character there that they haven't really done much with his character since winter soldier. And I hope that they really use this the correct way. It just has me a little bit worried. The teaser poster that came out too, like Bucky doesn't look like the winter soldier anymore. Like mm-hmm. he's cut his hair and no beard. Like it's, it's, it's all just weird for me right now. It's really weird. Yeah, but, well, Bucky's trying to be a little bit more straight-laced, right? In the post-Captain America world, there's not a lot of people around who could vouch for him not being a, a psychopathic terrorist, so he needs to kind of at least look the part like a, like a normal human being. He's going to be mentoring Sam to a certain degree. I'm ex- I, I love that idea with the two of them just from the scene in civil war alone where like cap kisses agent 13 and yeah. they look back at the car and the two of them are like doing the nod like, <laughs> the, you, that's a buddy cop show waiting to happen exactly. and, and sure enough now we're going to finally get it i'm excited about emily van camp coming back as agent 13 excited about baron zemo coming back into the fold and where that might lead as far as thunderbolts or something you know bigger more villainous growing on the mcu uh disney plus side maybe somewhere along those lines um that that's going to be so cool i'm a that that show it's almost like it's fallen to the wayside we almost went past it yeah. altogether but there's there's a lot of really cool elements to that and how it's going to build the more earth side of the mcu universe moving forward and you kind of st- like that is one of my theories is that i think that they're going to use zemo in a way on disney plus where he's going to be the big bad like i think all these because Marvel, they love telling their team ups. They love like culminating something. I think with Disney Plus too is going to 
culminate in something involving Zemo, whether it be he creates more super soldiers, whether it be the Thunderbolts, whether like whatever it is. I, I definitely I, the fact that they brought back an actor from the movie and a character in Zemo who from the comics is a big deal. I think it I think it means something there. Yeah, he's one of the good villains that they didn't kill off. And unfortunately, he kind of got lost in the shuffle in his own movie because the movie was so much like different from your normal movie yeah. where it's hero versus villain. And 90% of that movie was hero versus hero. He just happened to be the one pulling the strings and all of it. We never got to see the purple mask or really get into the depths of his depravity, uh, you know, depravity. So I hope that we you know, how he gets out of custody, because as of right now in the MCU, he's in one of those cells that Bucky was holding. Who gets him out? Because it would seem that it would be impossible for him to get out by himself. Is Thunderbolt Ross part of this? Is that where this is all coming together? I don't know. But uh, that that's going to leave a lot of breadcrumbs for future MCU uh, street level stuff is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And maybe maybe Ross has a has an axe to grind because they just and you know I wonder if, that, if they're going to pick up their thread at all because the cords just went away after Endgame, which I mean, half your population, half the freaking people in the galaxy disappear. I wouldn't care about no damn Soviet Accords either. So it just how that works out. Um, anything left with that before we move or anything? Do you, anything else we missed with Disney Plus you can think of? I don't think so. No, I think we pretty much hit all of it. Um, Loki and what if and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, what if it, what if is going to be really yeah, fun? Yeah. That just like from what I can see so far, that looks like it's going to be kind of I don't know, almost like I mean the fact that it's animated alone. It's going to be kind of like the guilty pleasure. It's going to have yeah. very little to do with anything, but it'll be just kind of for all the diehards to get a good chuckle out of this stuff. And that's what I think Loki is going to be too. Just a live act. Like it's going to be him popping back and forth. Like I don't even know if there's going to be like a, a big bad or a through story. I just really think that those two are going to be the fun. You just show up and you just you get an adventure, and that's it. Um, yeah. I will say though, uh, Black Panther two got announced for May six, two thousand twenty. Ooh. Okay. 2022 sorry 2022 um you know everyone was wondering why no black panther 2 announcement what, what took so long i honestly feel like especially with the way that they announced it that they waited this long because ryan coogler really wanted control over this like i really feel like he was like look this is what i did with the first one let me make my movie mm -hmm. and so, for the most part it looks like they're going to i think feige was talking about it recently even before the big announcement saying like ryan had just started writing the show writing the movie recently like within the last month or two so all of the rumors about what was going on in, in black panther were completely false because not even the writer of the movie had written a word about it yet up to that point um, but it looks like a lot of the rumors moving forward may very well fit a narrative that I kind of laid out here when we were talking about this a while back is they're already talking about Neymar being yeah. potentially cast and they're already even talking about Storm potentially being cast, which is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Um, I've seen kind of fan art about Black Panther 2 Kings mm -hmm. and having like the battle between Wakanda and Atlantis and doing everything the way that I laid it out here with Storm kind of coming in, introducing the mutants in a roundabout, more subtle way, and then her kind of being the bridge between Wakanda and Atlantis and ultimately them setting their differences aside to beat whatever big bad is lurking in the background. So what do you think that, what does that mean for Okoye? She'll be around. Why wouldn't she be? I She's... See, this is my thing. It depends on how how, how evil they want to make Namor. What if what if he kills her or accidentally kills her? Wait, are we talking Okoye or are we talking Nakia? Nakia. I'm sorry, I did say Okoye. Okay. Don't kill my Okoye. Do not kill my Okoye. <laughs> Don't kill either of them. As but, well. yeah. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o is allowed wherever she wants, whenever she wants. Yeah. So keep her alive in the MCU for as long as humanly possible. But that would be cold, yeah, if he ends up 
Uh, or even more importantly, Storm shows up, like maybe there's an established history where she was his ex, and now there's this, all this tension between Storm and Nakia, and then ultimately they too have to put their differences aside to help defeat the big bad lurking in the background. Yeah. I, and it, th- this whole, because there's a lot of different ways they can go with the X Men. They can introduce them as a group that's been around for a while. They can introduce characters of the X Men slowly, uh, bring them in in different ways, because as we know, like the, there's a lot of characters with the X Men that have popped up in other comic books as well. Storm is one of them. She's technically the the the, the queen um because she's married to to Black Panther in the comics. So, it's a lot of different ways. I w- I wouldn't mind seeing it. It's just it's all about the story. That that's I c- they can get away with doing almost anything. It's just all about the story for me. It'd be interesting if like there's some sort of thing like you kind of mentioned before Scarlet which kind of wills the the mutants into existence or maybe merges reality somehow they were in another timeline now they're in this timeline and she was married to T'Challa in that timeline Ooh, but she came here and she dr- gets dropped in Wakanda and sees T'Challa and is like all over him and then Nakia turns around a corner and then uh, just you know all the tension that would arise from there but yeah her thinking that her husband is the guy that she sees in actuality he's somebody else's man over in this universe i mean the multiverse is in the title of one of these films so it's going to play a part i know that we got like they they made a joke about the multiverse or mysterio was lying about it in spider-man but it's coming so oh um, it's already existed since the first doctor strange right that was that was the ancient one was telling him all about true. that stuff at the yeah. beginning so yeah all right, what do you want to talk about far next? From home, far From Home entirely happened in the mirror dimension. In the mirror that, dimension? That's, <laughs> Spart- that's funny. That's, they, maybe they could get away with that. What do you want to talk about next, Bolo? Oh, man, where do we even go from here? I don't know. What else do we have? What haven't we talked about? I think we've, we've pretty much talked about, like, we have we didn't talk about everything that they announced solely in, like, Comic-Con, but we're not. This is this is We're just kind of focusing on D23. But we can, um, if we're not talking about any other announcements, we can kind of talk about the next subject or the one that I texted you not too long ago. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. (laughs) And that's us. I mean, we're four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. And that is like how Marvel has changed cinema. Yeah. Well, it has. It has. And, and, and the one the one way that I noticed that Marvel has is that if you notice when you go to any other movie, it doesn't have to be Marvel movie. People sit through the credits now almost instinctively. Before, once the credits came up, people would get up and get the fuck out of there. Like, now people are trained, and I always say, I make a joke, I'm like, this isn't a Marvel movie, why is everybody just sitting around still? But I feel like that, it's little things like that that have changed, and it's things like the, the like, we see all these comic book properties being, coming up now, like The Boys on Hulu, and um, Umbrella Academy coming on Netflix, everyone wants a part of the comic book thing, and that's because people take it more seriously now, and that is because of Marvel. Oh, it's so true. And there are a lot of movies now that have added Ed credit scenes that wouldn't otherwise have them. Um, Quentin Tarantino's doing it now. Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood had an end credit scene where it was 
you know, Leo advertising a pack of red apple cigarettes, which happens to tie into every other Tarantino movie that's ever existed in some way, shape, or form, pretty much. So even Quentin Tarantino has retroactively created himself a universe <laughs> for the sake of just saying that he has one. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's changed everything. Even, like, I went to go see Brightburn. Yeah, it's sort of a superhero movie, but at the end it had a post-credit scene. Wow. And it's, it's that whole thing. I, actually, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the original Spider-Man trilogy was the first to really do that. So that wasn't that pre-MCU. I feel like they they were the ones that had a post-credit scene well, they first did, way uh, back when. X-Men had a post-credit scene too, the original did X-Men. The X-Men 2, I know for sure did. I think the first X-Men did. Yeah, the first X-Men did too because but Kevin Feige was a producer on that film. Um, but yeah, because it showed like um, Magneto po possibly getting his powers back because he had got his powers oh, taken yeah. away at the end of it. So yeah, they, okay. they always have like... Yeah, there there have definitely been post credit scenes before Marvel, but they never changed that people just sit around and wait for it now. Yes, even those are Marvel. It just wasn't yeah. the MCU. But yeah, no, you're That's absolutely true. right. And now Star Wars also has created themselves a little bit of a universe. You know, that's doing its little thing over there while the MCU is just crushing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's other universes that are being spawned. The DCEU was was spawned out of this, failed miserably, but it was they they made an attempt because Marvel was doing what they were doing. It's it's really, you know, it, it's cool as a fan. If you're a fan of it, if you're not, I can imagine being absolutely sick of these things. It's going <laughs> to turn into it's going to turn into just a, a binary issue like everything else has in this country where it's going to be like there's going to be the MCU people and the non-MCU people and eventually a civil war will break out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but do you think that it's like the, gonna, the bubble is going to burst on comic book movies? I think eventually, yeah. But, I mean, like, really the thing about comic book movies as a whole is that comic books are – a you know derived from so much already existing awesome source material and it puts it in such a way to where it's relatable to most people like even yeah. now i go to pick up my comics every week and you know everyone from 10 to 70s and they're picking up their comics every week because they everyone's got a, a character that they are associated with it's that you've grown up with certain ones over time um and they're all derived from even going as far back as like religious prophecy like superman is christ i mean exactly. like literally yeah. in every conceivable way so it's it's all comes from some of the greatest stories ever told in its modern spins on them in a way where like if somebody were to rewrite the Bible today in normal English, you know, like normal American English, mm -hmm. like I'm sure there, there would be a bump in sales to that degree because it would be relatable to people that wouldn't otherwise relate to it. And so now taking that from the comic book to the movie, you're making it even more relatable to people because they don't have to read, they don't have to go to a comic shop, they don't have to try to figure out which issues, which volumes, what ties into what, who's drawn what. Like it, it, it's, it's intimidating when you get into it that way. But now because they bring it to a movie or to a TV screen, it's so much more widely acceptable. And it's like you can talk your dad into sitting down and watching Punisher. You know, yeah. and whereas otherwise he wouldn't be interested in checking out a comic book about it. Now he knows who Frank Castle is because John Barenthal's the fucking man. They better recast him. He has to be. <laughs> so, you know, like, the, you know how, like, news came out that if Marvel were to recast anybody from the Defenders, they would have to, like, for TV shows, they'd have to wait, I think it was three years? Two, two years two from the years? last airing of the last episode. So from the last drop date of Jessica Jones season three, that's, that's they got two years to use them all. Do you notice how that everything that they've announced is, like, two or three years out? Yeah, it's weird that they haven't even, well, I, I don't think they can technically even come up with ideas 
until two years out. Like, it's Feige. He always has ideas. He's, he's <laughs> thinking about it, but yeah. I don't think he can formally cast or hire anybody to work on it until that two-year period is up. So in two years, D D23 is going to be lit because we're going to get the Defenders back. They're all going to be coming back in some way, shape, or form, either on TV or on the network. Um, so it's it'll be it'll be pretty cool when that happens. I thought Daredevil might even tie in the Spider-Man three because again he clearly was going to need a lawyer that might have given him enough time yeah. for them to work the Daredevil into the mix there. But hey, I'll take Je- I'll take Jennifer Walters. Why not? Like uh, that that works too. Or hey, for that matter, let's get Spidey back first. I completely forgot that was a thing for a second. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it, I hope that they they have to bring back like most of the defenders. They they were just cast so perfectly. Um, I cannot wait for all of the conversations about Iron Fist culturally appropriating kung fu again. That's going to be fun because we got that when they cast him. <laughs> well, you know, um, Shang Chi's coming out, so it's going to make it right. Um, sure, it's yeah. like the crazy rich Asians of have, the MCU. Have you watched by chance? Have you watched Wu Assassins on Netflix? I have not. That's no, what that's some... what Iron Fist should have been. Like literally, okay. go the the. The special effects are cheesy as shit, so if you can go past shitty cheesy effects, just pay attention to the story. It's what Iron Fist should have been as far as, like, the action scenes and everything. I love that show. Um, I digress. Uh, but, but so, like, so Mar- uh, Disney bought Marvel for $4 billion. In that time, off the films alone, because they, they bought Marvel comics and everything, but just off the films alone, think what, they've made $12 billion at this point, if not more? Yeah. Yeah, that's I guess in is that pure profit? That's pure that would profit. Make sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes about sense. I mean, they they got about twenty four movies. At least, at least ten to twelve of them have made a billion dollars, right? Like, so that that's a pretty extensive. My God, yeah, even the worst ones ever made like three hundred, four hundred million dollars. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's almost like it makes me so angry at Netflix for dropping the ball so badly on the Netflix universe. Like they pumped out great content, but they weren't willing to commit to it as if they didn't literally have a license to print money. All they had to do was just put out more seasons faster. And that shit would still be going off like crazy right now. Exactly. And it, it, we got nothing now. now I mean, cause got- you got to think that it, they lost so much momentum because at first it was, it was one show a year for mm-hmm. a while there. Then they finally got it together to where they were filmed too. So we, we'd get like two or three, at least two a year, or whatever. Um, but if they were able to like really put more behind it, and this what's going to be interesting now that Disney has all that in house with the Disney Plus, how quick they're going to turn this stuff out because, like that the the yes, Defenders wasn't great. I've gone back and watched it. I don't think it was as bad as what I it, it was. It was disappointing, but it wasn't right. as bad as what I thought at the time. But the thing is, is that it took so it it stayed on our palate so long because it took a year until we got the next show that it was like. All right, we 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 got stuck in that disappointment. If they were able to just turn them out faster with the quality like that the first run had, we would have forgot about it. It probably still would have been going on. Yeah, we would have been on Defenders 2 or 3 by now and they would have more than made up for it, but yeah, it was just it's an unfortunate series of events where it, you know, it sucks that so many good performances were sort of now in retrospect wasted like Jessica Jones, uh was Kristen Ritter, John Barenthal, Charlie Cox, like no one is going to play those characters like those three played those characters. It's it's going it, to be if know. they if they do recast them, they have to do, they have to nail it because they're going to whoever they recast is going to have such a, a a hill to climb to just get people behind them. Like John Barenthal is frank for me. Like Right. 
If you yeah, recast Thomas Jane, did a good job back in the day, but no, the, I mean, he is just so like he's just the character. He was yeah. living it, you know. Like I, I couldn't even uh, John Barenthal didn't exist when I was watching Punisher because it was just this is this is a documentary about a psychopath named Frank Castle. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. It was great. Yeah, and season two was a little disappointing, uh, but it, not because of like his acting or anyone's acting really. I just I didn't like how they ended the story that they went that they seemed like they were building up to in season two. But him as an actor, him as playing that character, perfect. Yeah, and you know what? They, there was enough stuff that they didn't do on those shows that, that it'll give Disney some room to do some cool stuff with those characters. Ultimately, like we never really got heroes for hire like in True. in a conventional way with those two guys. We never really got. Um, like Daredevil with any number of villains and, and good guys that he's teamed up with over the years that would have been really cool and the one time they did it in season 2 of Punisher it was amazing so yeah. it would have been cool to see him and Spidey and him and you know a couple other people apparently that's not still not going to be the case but um, I, I still really want to see Punisher doing the War Machine gimmick uh, like they did in the comics a few years back there's a graphic novel I think it's like a two parter but basically Frank Castle gets the Iron Man armor or the War Machine armor uh, at the behest of Nick Fury, and he goes off and starts like taking down, you know, corrupt countries around the world like single-handedly, and then and then gets a little crazy with it and comes back and has to deal with all the heroes waiting for him, kind of almost like a like a World War Hulk and uh, Planet Hulk kind of one-two punch there. So that'd be that'd be cool to see him brought brought in that way, especially I'm sure you know what's Rhodey doing in the MCU right now. Well, yeah. where's where's Rhodey at? The voice of yeah. the people, James yeah. Rose. <laughs> it's the, you know maybe him and Carol have a relationship, and but now with no Spidey to kind of lean on for the void of Tony not being there anymore, like where does he fit into all this sort of stuff? If anywhere, <laughs> maybe that's why they had the kid from Iron Man three pop up at the end because they knew this may happen. What if he just pops up and he's and Tony's daughter? We still have Tony's daughter. She could be the tinkerer. So. Um, there's, if they want to pick up that Iron Man mantle or like that role, they have routes that they can go with. It. I wouldn't mind seeing his daughter pop up, um, especially like with the whole Hawkeye thing. We didn't really talk about the Hawkeye series much. He's pa passing the mantle on. Um, True. It's. I think it's going to be a lot of passing the mantle in Phase Four, uh, it, whether it be flat out you're the new Captain America or more like the spiritual success of the certain characters. I feel like it's going to happen a lot. Um, but I have, I just want to pose this question in kind of what we're talking about now though. Was, was Disney buying Marvel? It, we're going to look at that in 10 years and be like, that was the most significant purchase in cinematic history. I think it's the most significant purchase since Manhattan. <laughs> like, seriously. Like it, yeah. it is for what they, what they are going to ultimately get out of what was $4 billion at the time. Like oh, $4 billion. Like, yeah. They're going to make a trillion dollars off of this franchise by the time yeah. it's all said and done, probably. I mean, these movies will go on forever. And when they start to get old, they'll can the whole thing and they'll reboot it from scratch and they'll bring in new directors and it'll just go take off almost immediately all over again. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And they've built it now to where even if, let's say, for some reason we get a year or two with no Marvel movies, they can fill it out with shows on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, for sure. So, There's plenty of content. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at, like, Disney's purchase of Marvel, Disney's purchase of Star Wars. I don't know how much of a Star Wars fan you are, but it's like really, they've really started flubbing Star Wars lately. Mm -hmm. Disney, I mean, Marvel has had hit after hit after hit. Yeah, but even even that's going to start coming down eventually. I yeah. mean, like, you know, now that we're no Spidey, no Iron Man, no Captain America, no, no Black Widow in, in the current timeline anyway, Thor's fading out. Yeah, I think he's got another few movies, so we'll see where, where that ends up going ultimately. Well, why? How does he end up away from the Guardians? That's what I'm most intrigued about. Yeah, apparently, yeah. 
like what were they just gonna have we'll just see the milano like flying off in the background like that's it <laughs> that's just our tease that they dropped him off somewhere yeah. um it'll be weird but i don't know phase four uh, for the first time in a long time my expectations are low so here's like an opportunity for them to completely wow me all over again and then continue this for another million phases yeah well bella is there anything else you want to talk about mcu this is all marvel everything i think we did it i think nah, we did everything. I think we, I think we pretty much did everything yeah even the comics like i you know in this weird sort of layover i've been reading so many of the comics now because there's there's just been a lot of good stuff coming out. The Daredevil runs great. They just started a new Spider-Gwen run. I'm checking out the History of Marvel run is great. So, yeah, and, and the, another actually weird thing, I don't know if you've been following the new X-Men, which I have not been, uh, but they brought in Jonathan Hickman to kind of revamp all of the X-Men in the comics. So they trashed every existing X-Men storyline, and they gave everything to Hickman, and now he's writing the, the whole story. And that led me to believe, like, okay, this is definitely going to be the source material for how this, you know, the X-Men all kind of work into the MCU or some storylines that they'll use. And uh, while I haven't read it because I'm not super into the X-Men in the comics, um, the, the guy at my local comics book store was saying, he's like, this is, like, way too complicated. This is definitely not what they're going to end up doing to kind of, like, bring them in or use any of this as source material. So I'm very curious as to why they're doing that, almost to the point to where I might end up buying a few of these comics just to see what the hell he's doing over there. Well, I know I've read something that, like, Maura Metagart ends up being a mutant, and every time she dies, she, like, resets the universe, and she'll go and tell Professor X things that change, like, the history of X-Men. So, it, yeah, it is, it's too convoluted to introduce the X-Men that way. Um, but I think that this, more so than than being a guide onto how they introduce the X-Men in the MCU. I think that that new thing in, in X-Men is going to be how they kind of set it to, to align with how they decide to go in the MCU, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense too. And it, it could be kind of what separates it from previous, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll drop them in, we'll get a little bit of their origins, but how are you going to do it any different than it's been yeah. done before? And maybe that's the direction that they go ultimately. I, I don't know, but it's intriguing at the very least, even in the comic world, they got a lot of crazy stuff going on and it's a lot of the same stuff there as it is on the screen where it's, you know, there's some good stories, there's some bad stories, there's some bad stories that are bad stories because they're trying to be woke stories and yeah. uh, it just seems to be the way of the world nowadays yeah and you know with them having x-men and the fantastic four they have so much now that they can do. like technically they could have not touched on anybody in from avengers endgame anymore use the fantastic four use the x-men use some of those characters and really maybe introduce the avengers back in later on to kind of mix it to keep it fresh they could have done that they didn't luckily because we really want to see what's going on with some of these characters but I mean, Kevin Feige has all everybody but Spider-Man he has at their disposal now. So it's like I'm worried. I'm worried about Feige, though. I will say not that I'm worried about his work. I'm worried about Marvel losing trust in him because it sort of seems like Sony's throwing him under the bus for the Spidey situation. And if this becomes a pattern, they, well, you know, maybe the, they if they replace him, everything is off the oh, like yeah. anything's back on table again. Who knows what how how far it could go off the rails? But it depends on what you because yeah, I read some stuff that does make it seem like it's at Feige, but then I read some stuff that made it seem like no, it's actually not Feige. It's Disney's chairman who was or who is the one that wanted to split it 50 50. Like so, there it's it's mixed reports. Everybody's trying to point the finger right now. I honestly. With the way that Feige, and if you look at like how many movies before the MCU that he was involved in, is like um, just an advisor or whatever. I honestly think he would continue working on Spider Man and not care about the splits because he just loves the characters. Like I really feel get that vibe from him. So I don't know what to believe as far as that goes. 
Yeah, it sounded like Sony was saying, like, oh, well, you've got all these new shiny toys over there now, and you might not have enough time to really concentrate on Spider-Man the way that we want you to, which is bogus. I mean, he could do that in his sleep, honestly. He can, he can write a Spider-Man trilogy while taking a crap, um, and it would be the best thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Um, yeah. But, Bello, that's it, man. Final, oh, final yes. question before we go. Deadpool. In the MCU, will it or will it not be R-rated? The movie itself will be R-rated. However, the first time we see him will be in a non-Deadpool solo film in some way, shape, or form. Probably an end credit scene, but if not, you'll see him pop in. Um, and he will tease being R-rated, but obviously won't be able to in that moment. So it'll that'll be kind of how they, they introduce him. I, I think. really want them to use him as the new Stan Lee, where he just pops up like randomly. That would be fantastic, first and foremost. That, it would be an underuse of him, but maybe if he just did that in like every other movie. I was kind of hoping that Robert Downey Jr. would be the new Stanley, and then he would just pop up randomly without no one would address the fact that Tony Stark is in the room. They would just kind of he's just sitting in the back in the bus. Uh, maybe they put a hat on him or something stupid like that. Like he's teasing that maybe he's actually still alive somewhere. Um, that would be funny. But yeah, no, the Deadpool as Stanley would be tremendous. I, I want to see them just throw him in as Spider-Man and let's just pretend like <laughs> it's been dead. It's been Wade Wilson this whole time. It Wade was all a ploy. He's like, he comes out. He's like, no, nope, it was really me. And he just, he wears, you know, he wears the Deadpool thing, but he's web slinging. He, he like sharpies on a web pattern. Oh, that's hilarious. That would be funny. Just pretend it was all Wade Wilson. <laughs> well, Bella, I want to thank you for joining me, man. Tell the people where they can find you and all that good shit. Uh, thank you for having me as always. And uh, yeah, I've got plenty of things to talk about here. So you could find me this week on hackerhameen.podbean.com doing the Wednesday Locker Room and the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. You can also find me over at cancelthispodcast.podbean.com for the Cancel This Political Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at bellobeingbello and at cancelthispod. And I think also this week I'm going to be on YouTube's channel We've Read the Documents with a good friend of Hami Media Group, John Brisson. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Trump. He is, to the best of my knowledge, a conservative, but he and I apparently vary differently greatly on Trump. So it's going to be somebody kind of pushing oh. back on me for the first time in, in a while. That's uh, that's not just an insane leftist on Twitter. <laughs> so I, I I need the date and time for that because I'm definitely there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... I'll, I'll be definitely tweeting it out at Bello being Bello and at cancel this pod. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the podcast itself at Awaken Soul Pod or at the Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us from. And then lastly, go to the breaksmedianetwork.com where you can order <laughs> merch for this podcast as well as all the podcasts on the network you guys have been posting pictures in your awakened soul shirts i love it i love the fact that i have merch out even a couple of people i created like this king Hayes shirt like it's supposed to be just my personal brand logo but i, I just decided to like make it a t-shirt too people have been buying that shit too so it's just like you have you people are officially walking around with my face on their body so you know it is what it is it's, it's humbling um uh, but follow all us at all those good places that's been it we're out peace Peace. 10 bands, 20 bands. She'll do anything for a couple grand. Never had no money, but she love to dance. I gave her my money back to Uncle Sam. My ex still want another chance. Man, I swear I never fall in love again. I done came up on the fucking man. Me and Timberland got other plans. You don't really know what you up against. Well, you know I always had an upper hand. 
You ain't never been through the struggle, man. Homemade grits in the oven pan. You don't run shit, you don't wanna dance. Two shots make him do the running man. And they say love is a drug. Man, I swear I never take drugs again. I traded my bike for a Hopi. Traded my Hopi for a Honda. Traded my Honda for a Panther. I just got a crib in Wakanda. I never been into the drama. Never been a fan of designer. All I really got is one wish. A one night stand with Madonna. Think I gotta hit him with a head bust. This is for them days when they made me ride the motherfucking spare bus. And this is for them days when my teachers told me I should go on sale drugs. With the jail, ain't nobody put the bail up. Shorty had the money, but she went and got her hair done. Hated on me, but I never really cared much. Goddamn. Ten bands, twenty bands. She'll do anything for a couple grand. Never had no money, but she loved to dance. And I gave all my money back to Uncle Sam. My ex still want another chance. Man, that's why I never fall in love again. And they say love is a drug. Bitches love podcasts.